Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Does Curse of Strahd. I'm the Dungeon Master Darby, and joining me as always are Zoe, playing Saviour. Emily playing Beatrice, Laura playing Conrad, Mitch playing Exley, and Johanna playing Paul. Let's jump into it. Where we last left off, the party uh, ascended the towers of Ravenloft to find the Heart of Sorrow, and after coming into contact uh into combat with it and its uh animated halberd guards uh the party were able to destroy the uh the heart shattering it into a thousand pieces however there was a brief fear of uh a casualty as during a shaking of the tower, Esmeralda lost her footing and fell down to the ground and was saved just in time uh, by some healing from Exley. Uh, so, what would you like to do? Um, well, first off, uh, I believe the last thing Sevia did was fireball a bunch of halberds whilst crying and then watched Exley leap into the abyss. <laughs> and she is right on the edge of uh, the little platform where we were. Uh, she's going to fall to her knees and like clamber to the edge and uh, both out loud and also through the telepathic bond, just in a panic, is going to go, Esmeralda, 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 are you there? Are you there, Esmeralda? I'm, I'm here. A little worse for wear, but uh, give me a bit, and I'll be right back up. You're alive. She's alive. She's alive. Oh my god. Oh. Barely. Yes, we, we, we can all hear through the the telepathic link. We heard that. Sylvia just kind of sits back on her little haunches and is just like, ha! Conrad kind of like just pulls his collar a bit, looking uncomfortable because he made an insensitive joke. And then everyone looks genuinely worried about as we're older. It's like, oh, good, she's alive. Good. How? I just presume exited and. Okay. Good. Exit two then? Perhaps we should go down. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, take a moment to regroup. Contract will awkwardly put his uh, rapier back in its sheath and then kind of like look at everyone that is sort of like slope downstairs. <laughs> She's She's alive. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's it's very, very good. Um, and Sevia suddenly becomes very embarrassed that she's been crying and starts like trying to just rub at her face and try and get rid of all the tears. 
Beatrice sort of reaches down and just pats Sevier on the head. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> well, um, we're fine. We're all fine. We're all very good. Yes, good. We should go down this. Yes. Yes, we should. Okay. Yes. Um, Four just kind of like um, after hearing that kind of just like slumped like all the energy, uh, like all the energy that fades away that <laughs> disappears after you have a shock. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna stand there a moment before. Yeah, walking over to Sylvia. Are you okay? Um, yeah, great. Yes. Um, that turned out okay. Mm. I guess. Um, uh, hmm. <laughs> kind of thinks about, like, how ridiculous it seems to ask if Sylvia's <laughs> okay when she obviously isn't. Um, you did a good job against the helpers. Um, thanks. Yeah, they were weirdly easily breakable, I guess. Mm. Um, yes, good job as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm getting very good at that one, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it always works really well. should go with the others downstairs um hold my hand yes yes absolutely um yes that's um uh try to support each other all the little shaken <laughs> yeah and full not... uh grips her hand like tighter than he usually does she like leans really hard into his side more than she usually does mm. Waits for everyone to kind of be on the same level before following everyone downstairs. Okay, so you make your way down. And we toddle away. Waddle, 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 waddle. So, yeah, so you make your way down to the, uh, the, the main level uh, of the castle through this tower, and you see the mosaic tiled floor. Um, you see... Esmeralda, kind of beaten and bruised, um, kind of tending to her own wounds. You see, what is Exley doing? He would have broken limbs. Um, Exley is also helping to um, tend to any wounds. Mm. Not, like, effectively, yeah. but uh, placing a finger on an edge of a bandage so it can be yeah. tied up. All right. Um, yeah. So I don't think she has necessarily anything that can help her with it, but, um, yeah. So, um, I might need a moment if we can take it. Um, what's news on, uh, on Strad and Valaki? Look at Exley. <laughs> look oh. at Exley. <laughs> Looks expectantly at Exley. Yeah. 
Uh, Exley was just sort of uh, standing there, and then when everyone's eyes turned and looked at him. Strahd and some of his colleagues are indisposed. They will, however, be making their way back shortly, I would assume. Good. Excellent. Good. Well, that is um satisfactory then. Um I will also note when Conrad come kind of like sloping it, he probably would have also tried to gesture to like try to get um Prime to come down. I don't know if Prime would have listened to him now. Um but he would have suggested that he comes downstairs with them. Um but when he did come down first, Connor was like kind of like covering his eyes and like peeking through them. And then we saw Esmeralda was miraculously in one piece or some pieces. Um he was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. And then we've just like stood like very straight to like in kind of a corner. Um but yeah, so he's like, Good, well, excellent. Um, do you have any estimate on time or um how did you get here so quickly? 42. I have many abilities that allow me to get through the trees very speedily and unseen. Good. Well, most fortunate then. Fantastic. Well, we have uh, much to celebrate then. Esmeralda is in some semblance of peace, a peace. And um, the heart is not. Um, is there any like residue, I guess, or um, a thumbs up or a thumbs down, Darby, of the heart? <laughs> there are there are shards. Okay, um, cool. And there there does seem to be an element of magical energy to the shards, um, but they're probably ineffective as as their purpose as the heart. Would Conrad's dagger have fallen down here? Yes. Mm, that's right. So if you if you desire to collect that, you very much can. Well, I suppose if Esmeralda could survive that drop, a dagger certainly could have as well then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he'll kind of then like awkwardly look over that, see that he's still kind of being awkward or people aren't responding to him and then kind of just like... Straighten himself up with a kind of like put his hands in his pockets and like start like rummaging through, like shuffling through, walking around the um little heart shards to look for the dagger. I guess. Okay. Um, out of curiosity, with um, Exley having uh an ability to fly as the Raven flies, as you will, um, roughly how long? would actually be able to estimate it would take to get from uh, Ravenloft to um, the church. Roll me an intelligence check. Okay. So sorry, I've just realised I haven't got any dice out for this. <laughs> Which is weird for D&D. You'd think I should have some. Um, I rolled a seven. <laughs> Uh, that's just a straight seven. So, it's hard to tell. Um, you know if you were taking that trip as a raven, um, 
or or some other bird, it would probably be a couple of hours. Um, though at the same time, you've got no idea like how fast Strad will be able to to do that because he seemed capable of a reasonably uh, faster flying speed than the average bat as well. Um, so Exley would relay that to the rest of the group. Um, he would say um, there is potential for Strad to be here within perhaps an hour, perhaps more. So um, we might have an idea, uh, an opportunity to take a bit of a rest then, and then find a place to ambush. As much as is possible in one's own home. I mean, I certainly... Well, I certainly feel, Esmeralda, that regardless of what the rest of us do, you should certainly take a rest, a full a full hour if you can. If Strahd arrives back early, you can certainly remain hidden while the rest of us at least spend him off until you can come and assist. As much as all of us should take a rest, I um, I certainly feel it's pertinent for you to be as healthy as possible. You are, of course, mentioned in the prophecy. I... Worst case scenario, if if I can't uh, catch my breath, I've got some spells I can throw off from a distance. Yes. Wonderful. Splendid. Yes, and um, uh, theoretically I can do some small healing to uh, help you as well. Oh, can you? Oh, wonderful. That would be much appreciated. Theory is just... Theory is just practice without the practice part. So if we find somewhere safe, then we should be fine. Yes. Yes. Um, Wherever it may be safe in a place such as this. Ah. Um... It does seem very strangely empty, this place. If we can find a small room to barricade ourselves in, maybe that would work. That could certainly work. Um, I don't see any on the map. Yes, mine is taking a very long time to zoom out. But, uh, <laughs> so, oh, Prime's just right there. but uh i don't know um as much as i have an idea of the schematics of this place uh beatrice conrad did you see any rooms that you think would make good little uh hovels hidey holes for healing and such the only room we really saw is the uh, dining room. But uh, there is a secret passage behind that people can get in and out. 
Yes, Star did, however, um, well, he was sort of was behind the organ he was playing, so we can assume that he is very aware of it, but then he's probably very aware of everything in his castle, considering he's been here for a long time. So I think the best place is just to find anywhere we can barricade ourselves for a moment and attempt to rest and then do whatever comes after. There is also the threat that on our last meeting with Strahd in this location, Strahd was able to move through doors. Yes, this is a good point. It is very true. I feel the best thing to do would be to find somewhere that gives anyone good comfort and make sure everyone is facing, there's a person facing each point of the room. And then to see how restful you can be with that. Whoever sees the first sign of anyone arriving will then be able to alert the others. So any place really at this point. Wasn't there, wasn't there some kind of chapel in the plans? Um... Sevia thinks, but not before looking at Fall, as if to be like, did you know Strad could walk through doors? Like, <laughs> phase like, through doors. Anyone head. can walk through a door. Sevia <laughs> yeah. and Fall are just like, what? Um, I, yes, I do believe there's a, a chapel, and she'll check her little map. I don't know if she would have noted a chapel since she was focusing on getting to either the heart or to the coffins. So if I need to make a roll um, to see if she remembers from the model uh, where the chapel is, I will. Uh, yeah, you can make a roll. Yep, I... Do I use my advantage? I will, yes. I would like to use advantage for this one. So... That's a 20 and a 19! Okay. Wow. So, um, I don't know what mod you need me to add to my nat 20. Um, uh, it, it would be enough anyway. Um, uh, like, even as a straight intelligence check. Uh. Yeah, because straight intelligence would, would be, a 25. 25. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can actually, uh, yeah, the, the, the chapel is on this floor. Um, to the, to the furthest end. Basically, if you can get back round to, um, if you look on the map, mm -hmm. it is the, the big room on that main floor towards the, like, the far right, the, the eastern yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my brain, uh, oh, yes, 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 yeah. I can kind of tell how we get there. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not very good and, at ma maps. Yeah, and of Making course, a straight decipher of maps course, remembering, <laughs> of course, remembering that like you can <laughs> make your way, like you can essentially say we make our way back to like that main entrance, yeah, area, well, and go from there. Yeah. So yeah, Sylvia will be like, ah, uh, I remember how to get to the chapel. So let us, let us go. She will also use all ten of her strength 
to help Esmeralda walk. I was going to say Beatrice will offer to like piggyback Esmeralda if she needs. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Esmeralda will take you up on that. All right. Uh, and we will head back to big room. Okay. Obviously. Pondrev will be tiring. Um, who will be the, the last person in the line apart from him? And apart from Prime. He's not going to talk to Prime. <laughs> I'm full if it's no one else. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, all right. Karen yeah. <laughs> will then lead into Fonga. Why is Esmeralda so? Why does Esmeralda so sure about a chapel in Strad's own home? That's what I want to know. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe the full adult her brain. Actually, yeah. Did she see the maps? Yeah. Keep in mind, you <laughs> you collectively had a dis like a discussion of the maps. We have looked at the maps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is just an interesting assumption. And on top of on top of that, it is not unreasonable to assume that a large castle such as this one would have been built with a chapel. I guess like everywhere the, the, has a chapel. <laughs> it's well, it's more just the point that. Uh, well, I suppose picking anywhere that feels safe to some people, I suppose, will make a difference. Yes, I guess so. I suppose maybe. Hopefully it's somewhere that's easily barricaded, although could Strad really go through doors and walls and stuff? Oh, yes. Yes, he sort of, um, instead of, uh, you know, having a proper, like, welcoming for the dinner, he sort of just faded through somewhere laughing or disappeared in some way. I'm not sure. Either way, this is his home, so he probably knows where all the trap doors are and all that. Yeah. But yeah, so another thing to watch out for, I suppose. Hmm. Yes, yes. Um, it appears there's a many. <laughs> right, well, um... Hmm. I guess uh, anywhere is better than... Anywhere is well enough, I suppose. We need somewhere to recover. Of course, and Connor will stride on. Okay. Yes. So from from the main hall, um, you make your way east through the doors uh, to the Hall of Faith, a grand hall choked with dust and stretching into darkness ahead. Webs hang from the arched ceiling like drapes, and life-size statues of knights line the hallway on both sides, their eyes seeming to watch you. Ominous. Um, and then there are the double doors uh, leading to the chapel at the end of this corridor. Okay. Mm -hmm. notes the knights, he will get out a bull bearing and just roll it along the hallway. Okay. Um, there, there seems to be no reaction to it, other than other than the eyes following. Hmm. Actually, no, they wouldn't seem to follow. Okay. So, so yeah, it would be noted from where, from, it wouldn't be until you're walking through the corridor that it appears that they are, that the eyes are following you. Cool. Um, 42. 
Yes, Conrad. Would Prime like to lead? That would be a wonderful idea. Prime, take point. Okay. Um. So. I, I I would say Sevia, the moment the moment you start walking through this, you you realize what's going on. Like this is this is something you recognize. It's a fairly basic. It's a basic optical illusion. Oh, fascinating. She will, without touching them, will go up and have a bit of a closer look. And just to look at the the illusion eyes and just yeah. see if it's a, a physical optical illusion or a magical it, one. Yeah, just it from is. Sight it is a mundane optical illusion, basically um, achieved through essentially the angling of the statues and the heads and the eyes. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 Well, one of those novelty things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that of Star. What's going on? The eyes follow us, but it's because of an optical illusion. It's purely mundane. You can find things like these in bric-a-brac stores. Huh. It between this and the skeletons hung up by wire in night costumes, Strad seems to take more pride in the illusion of danger than of danger itself within the castle. Either he wishes to roam freely without fear of being attacked and wishes to scare those who come inside, or he views himself as the only danger necessary and toys with his food to be morbid about it. Or we haven't come across any of the other threats. That is fair. But our explorations, our explorations have been somewhat limited by our specific goals. Well, yes, but it seems strange. Whole hallway of optical illusions. What? Hmm. Unless, of course, there are other people that live here and he just likes to keep them spooked. We shouldn't rule it out. Mm. All right. It seems weird enough for it. As long as, long as uh, these optical illusions aren't going to attack us. I don't believe mm. so. That's good. All right. Mm. So, coming into the chapel itself, dim coloured lights filter through tall, broken and boarded up windows of stained glass, illuminating the ancient chapel of Ravenloft. A few bats flutter about near the top of the 90-foot-high domed ceiling. A balcony runs the length of the west wall and 50 feet above the floor. In the centre of the balcony, two dark shapes are slumped in tall chairs. Benches coated with centuries of dust lie about the floor in jumbled disarray. Beyond this debris, lit by a piercing shaft of light, an altar stands upon a stone platform. The sides of the altar are carved with bas-reliefs of angelic figures entwined with grapevines. The light from above falls directly on a silver statuette. A cloaked figure is draped over the altar and a black mace lies on the floor near its feet. 
perception to see if any of these figures look alive. Okay, yeah. Well, Actually, would also like to do something like yeah. that. That that would be probably more an either an investigation or a medicine check. Okay. Um. So then, that case, that's a twenty-one for medicine check. Okay. Fourteen medicine for actually. Okay. Um. Ball, you pick up that. Yeah, they're they're dead. Okay. Oh. Um. Yes, those are dead bodies. Yeah, the um, there appears to be a, a statuette that the that the corpse is the corpse in the center uh, platform at, draped over the altar uh, is grasping for. Um, so a little little statuette on that altar. And sorry, where was the mace? The mace is on the ground um, by that body. Mm. Okay. Um, Exley's going to look around at everyone um, and say, I, if there are no objections, I am incredibly aware of how dead things are not dead. And he will look at Prime. Um, <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> if no one objects, I wish to remove the weapon from its grasp or from its proximity. The bitched. Go ahead. Yes. There, there does seem to be some magical feeling to this, uh, this mace. There's yeah. clearly some sort of magical property to it. Does it look fancy? Or does it look evil? Uh, does it look sharp? It it looks uh, so it's it's kind of a. I'll, I'll share this image. It's it's kind of a dark blue rod, um, with skulls at the head with um, kind of fins protruding from them. Glowing okay. eyes, almost. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah, the eyes of the skulls it, mm. seem to glow with with a magical power. Uh, Exley will um walk over to Mordenkainen um and just hand it over. Do you, are you giving this to me or are you requesting that it be identified? I do not believe this would be the sort of weapon that you would have the capabilities to use. Um, and Mordenkainen is just going to use the first level slot to, to cast an identify on it. 
Um, so it takes a minute still, but um, he eventually comes back with, This is a uh, Mace of Terror. Um, Comforting. Oh, wonderful. It's, Which means what exactly? So it has three charges, uh, and while holding it, the wielder, uh, who must be attuned to it, can use it uh, to unleash a wave of terror, uh, potentially making uh, creatures within a, 40, a 30 foot radius of them afraid of them for a minute. Uh, the creature, uh, the creature who is afraid of you in that fashion, must run away from you as fast as it can. It is compelled to do so. Mm. Oh God! I see God. it's similar to my holy symbol. Yes, but. Instead of casting glowing light, it instead unleashes a wave of terror, and apparently someone wielding something that can emit a wave of terror just died in this room. That's exceptional. Exceptional. Wonderful. Wait. Every room in this castle is a, is a house of terrors, akin to that of a circus designed by nightmares. I don't like being here. No, no it looks like the average summer home to me. <laughs> See if you just puts her head in her hands. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, it would be... No, I think... It would be well within reason to assume that there is some sort of enchantment on the icon on the, on the altar. However, we have no knowledge of the being on the altar that has died from touching it. Yes, I mean, it sort of implies a very obvious thing, looking at a, a corpse touching something mm -hmm. in this kind of setting. Can you... Is this one of the bodies that you can animate, 42? Potentially. I would need to spend some time. However, that may interfere with Prime. Ah, uh, yes. He looks, and Cutter looks Prime up and down. Probably not best. He might get jealous. Not too good to have more than one sibling. Yes, well, good point, Prime. Hmm. Um... Hmm, alternatively, Connor will throw a ball bearing at the, um, at the altar. Like, flick it like a marble. Uh, nothing happens as, as the marble, as the ball bearing, uh, bounces. Goes <laughs> ping, 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 ping. <laughs> yeah, bounces off of the, the altar. Okay. Pretty good shot, though, I must say. Well, um, cool, we've found the, uh, church that you wish to... You wish to rest in Esmeralda. Does this make you feel calmed? Your bones remanded? <sighs> calmed enough to, to take a rest. Okay. Good. Well, I, do, I will pace the perimeter to ascertain the entire area then, which is what Conroy will do. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
uh, everyone, I take it, is, well, everyone is free to take the benefits of a short rest, um, mm -hmm. uh, including um, rolling hit dice to regain hit points, um, yes. regaining any uh, abilities that recharge upon a short rest. Sevia, you can regain your your levels of spell slots. Uh, yeah. Our soul is going to um, go into meditation and hum softly, um, which is acting as a song of rest. So everyone's going to get an extra 1d6 points if you're rolling hit die. I will say Conrad will probably go to speak to Exley at some point during this, but it, if someone else wants to, you you can. Or if X is like, I will run directly away from Conrad, that's fine too. Just putting that in there now. <laughs> um, Exley did want to maybe at like minute 23, halfway through minute 23 um, of the rest, um, just very quickly um, pace over to Sevia um, and just ask what a bric-a-brac is. <laughs> oh, um, well, yes, no, I figure you probably don't have those in Barovia. Most stores I have seen around Barovia do not uh, tend to, they do not look like places at which one would sell bric-a-brac, and if they were, you certainly would not be able to afford the bric-a-brac. Uh, so bric-a-brac, um, I did. I do feel as if I used the word um, wrong, uh, but bric-a-brac, uh, well, uh, <laughs> this is me, Zoe, googling the meaning of bric-a-brac so I don't get it wrong and disgrace my 20 intelligence character. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, well, it first formed uh, not long ago, actually, only a uh, 100 years or so, uh, as a word. Uh, from Navora, actually, and it refers to a, a let me remember, lesser objedia, uh, forming collections of curios such as uh, elaborate teacups, uh, small vases, wax flowers, under glass domes, painted miniatures, just uh, little things you would put upon a mantelpiece, basically, and say like, oh, look at this thing I purchased at the bric-a-brac shop, and then, uh, People would say, oh, yes, what lovely bric-a-brac you have upon your mantelpiece. So it uh, is a store. <laughs> it's an object you can purchase at a store, generally. Just little things. Small. Um, uh, for instance, uh, you have several mushrooms upon you, yes? I do. If one of those mushrooms were to be, say, encased in amber and then placed upon a little disc and then put under a little glass dome you could sell that for money and people would be like that is a nice piece of bric-a-brac i shall put it upon a bookshelf or a mantle it's a, a useless thing people tend to use but it makes people feel good ah yes oh Thank you. And Exley will just turn and walk back to where he was. You're welcome. Sylvia uh, continues what she was doing, which was uh, 
going through the motions of arcane recovery, uh, but is now also confused. Uh, as she's probably also sitting near Fall as he does his little meditation and is trying to work out if she knows any of the songs they're singing. Probably not, but she she's trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Yeah, it's probably local palace songs. <laughs> You're like war songs and fun stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe some lullabies. Um, yeah, Fall's going to be doing that as people heal, and then we'll go over to check up on. Um, also, quickly check up on Esmeralda. How is she doing? Uh, Beatrice has been tending to Esmeralda. Yeah. So Esmeralda. I have rolled her hit dice recovery. She is, she she's still looking beaten and bruised narratively, she, uh, but mechanically she is back and fighting fit. Um, she I just managed to get her back to full hit points by using oh, nice. every last hit dice. <sighs> um, plus your song of rest. Um, yes, yes. Excellent. Oh, cool. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll just like be like, um, uh, do you uh, uh, do you need any help um, with Esmeralda Beatrice? No, I think I have it handled. Um, yes, I think you've done wonders there. Uh, she seems to have recovered quite rapidly. Uh, hmm, is medicine something that you are familiar with? Uh, relatively. Spending a lot of time in the places that I have, you have to get good at patching yourself and others up. Yes, definitely. I can imagine that would um, sometimes come into handy with your occupation. <laughs> right. Um, well, excellent. I guess um, I probably don't need to attempt... Any further healing spells? I think that little one before with the meditation actually worked. I think that helped a lot. Oh, yes, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm quite new to this magic stuff still, so good. <laughs> well, um... Keep practicing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, um... No, I'm uh, glad I learned a little bit uh, just in time. Well, all right, um, I'll leave you to it. Um, everyone and... except for Sevia at one point during the short rest notices Mordenkainen um, go up to the altar and reach... Like, he seems to have made a calculated decision and goes up to the altar and reaches for the icon. And he removes it from the altar and nothing happens. Curious. What... what are you doing? I... made a calculated risk. And... seems to have paid off. From here I can identify the thing, and... see if I can determine why it seems to have killed this fellow. You think that's the thing that killed him? It's a reasonable deduction. He was touching it at the during his uh, final 
suppose. That is true. Uh, doesn't tell me why you would want to touch it. I, uh, I, I have time for recovery if the worst should happen, and I made an, a calculated risk. All right. Sevia, who I'm assuming her passive was too low to spot yeah. that before. Yep. So when she looks up and sees this happen and hears this all occur, she makes eye contact with each member of the party with just like the most disbelieving look on her face and then quietly says to herself, Wizards. <laughs> Conrad looks especially sulky <laughs> under his breath. Like, oh, it's, it's okay when someone else does it then. It's for him, it's the greater good, right? Um, so he's Where is Conrad when he says this? Um, he's probably like, he probably would have like wandered around. Notice that there are like literally three openings at least in this room and just like shook his head in the direction of Esmeralda. Um, and then like, um, he's probably like, because these are all like pews, the little wooden things. Yeah. There. yeah. He's probably like, Lumped himself down on one with like his feet up on like the rest of one. So I don't know. He probably knew Beatrice enough for her to hear. For her gay little ears to hear. All right. Uh, so after after a minute of casting identify again, Morden Cannon says, Ah, yes, that explains it. Uh, when this icon was attached to the altar. Anyone that uh, was of a uh, less reputable moral compass uh, would potentially be uh, greatly harmed by it. Uh, in what way? A, uh, an inordinate amount of radiant damage. So, could we just throw it at Strahd then? I'd say he fits the bill quite well. Unfortunately, it seems that the, uh, it requires uh, it to be connected to the altar to deal this damage. So reattach it and then shove him into it is what you're saying. Mm. It's not mm. an unreasonable idea. Or find a way of tricking him into touching. What did you? Prime could pick him up and throw him onto, or push him onto that, couldn't he? If we, if we got him close enough. It can certainly be attempted. I find it doubtful that um, that a cre that uh, he could be tricked into touching it, but forcibly making him touch it that could be reasonable. However, that is not the only purpose of this icon. It also. Uh, Also enables uh, this might actually be a good place to face Strahd if we can get him here. Mm -hmm. Any creature within 30 feet of the icon is uh, under the protection of a uh, protection from evil and good spell. 
against uh, fiends and undead. Hmm. However, there are also other properties that someone who attunes themselves to the icon can use. Uh, namely, the casting of an augury spell, the use of a... Uh, the use of a reasonably potent cure wounds spell and uh, improvement of the effectiveness of speech, of uh, one's ability to turn away the undead. When you say persons of certain moral inclination, how does that determine that? And is it only the altar that the touch is bad to? And how does an altar decide what someone's morality is anyway? It's not that the altar decides, it's that the, uh, the enchanter decided it when they, um, when they applied the, the enchantment. Hmm. However, mm. the, the ability to attune to the icon is under the same uh, sort of rigor. Indeed. Interesting. Well, this is good to know that it has these abilities. This is quite fortuitous in that regard. Those of us Although... here. Those of us here, I suspect the only ones who may be able to attune to this are Esmeralda, potentially Sevier, maybe fall at a stretch. Depends on what definitions, what the bounds of good were. Uh, <laughs> fall is gonna like whisper to Sevier. <laughs> I could see that. You know, Sevia fully stands up from where she is next to Fall, and she's just like, Did you just make a moral judgment on my friends? Who's to say that not all of us could attune to this little statuette? That seems quite I believe we are to say that about about Conrad Sevia. I do believe that we've already covered the fact that I am an assassin with very few morals. Exley's a robot who hasn't learned any of that. And uh, Conrad is Conrad. <laughs> but that does not no offense, mean you Conrad, aren't good but... people. And I think personally that if it and, let... And... It let more than kind of pick up, then it probably doesn't. It's not the most stringent about morals anyway. <laughs> <laughs> The little, little words Conrad greatly approves uh, appears like... in the left corner of the screen. <laughs> the trap. CB is just like. I was going to whisper that, but then. The trap fall only triggers when a creature of evil uh, intent touches it. Someone of neutral uh, intent. Oh can touch it, though they may uh, not attune themselves to it. Additionally, 
there is a greater meaning to evil and good and chaotic and lawful than your simple philosophical assumptions. There is more to the universe and to the planes of existence than your petty humanoid squabblings. There is a greater knowledge. There is a greater impetus towards evil and good in the wider planar wheel than any of you have any understanding of. And it often... Well, that's when, all well and good, Monkainen, but often, I think you fail to notice that you are still a human. A human who has actually studied these cosmological phenomena. A human who sat in his little hole... I get it, you're for... smart! Beatrice has started, like, puffing up. Like, her feathers are starting to, like... She's becoming an orb. I don't think it's very good Sylvia. idea to be arguing amongst each other at this point in time. Perhaps we can discuss the I... more quandaries at another time. But now is not that time. I am going to take a rest and see if he's going to go sit in the corner and face a wall and not talk to anyone. Exley's going to step up and be good. So perhaps now may not be the good time to be yelling. Also very true. Good point. 42, I would wish to speak with you. Very well. Over there. He points to the furthest possible corner. Exley okay. will go. And Koro's like a blushing look because he's angry, he's annoyed. Because <laughs> he got very huffy the second that all the people started talking. Well, this is going to be like um, just standing very still, like desperately moving to like, I want to, <laughs> desperately wanting to um, continue <laughs> arguing with Mordenkainen. And then it's just kind going to kind of just like turn on his heel huffily and just kind of storm over to Sevia and sit down beside her. West kind of person, and oh, he's so me, and just I don't, I don't trust him. <laughs> just muttering to himself. Sylvie is like, I immediately regret yelling at him. Oh God, oh God, oh no, oh no, I've ruined everything. Oh no, and then just silently sits there with her head in her hands. <laughs> For the rest of the short rest. I was just like, no, that was great. You, that was really cool. Just like really supportive. Sylvia is not listening and is now just muttering to herself, being like, I've gone and messed it up. Oh, I've ruined everything. Morden Kynan. I've studied his books. I've ruined everything. Ah. We'll just pat some about oh, They say you should never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes. Um. So uh, when uh, so Corrade will turn around and he looks a bit very huffy, kind of like puts his hands, hips, and then puts them down again. Then puts his hands, hips again, and then he's like, forty-two. Um. Question. What happened before? In Valaki, do you mean? Yes. In Valaki. 
You said you got a quick, I assume magic. I under, I assume and I accept. What happened in Valaki? Will you speak it? Eggsley pauses for a moment. Um, and his eyes kind of like zoom in and out a little bit, almost like he's calibrating. <laughs> um, and after probably a good 10 seconds, um, he'll say, I made a decision that I believed to be best for the entirety of the group. You made decision, decision as leader? No, I made a decision as someone who does not have stakes in this world. I see. Technically, none of us do either. Will you speak uh, of decision? As there is nothing that anyone can do to reverse it. Yes, I will. I... Good. I believe that... leans against the wall. I believed that if there was any way we could entice Strahd and his companions to leave the castle, it is not through deception, but through truth. Through truth? I delivered a letter to Strahd two days ago. You delivered letter to Strahd? And cars like brow furrows in suspicion. How? And what? I ask questions. Continue. I'm more interested in the outcome and your and what you have done. The letter that you I delivered, delivered letter. The letter I delivered outlined my plans to present him with his bride. And I believed right. this to be what Strahd was after, and the perfect bait to ensure that he left Ravenloft. Yes. So, while the rest of you were on your way to Ravenloft, I stole and subsequently hid the bones of St. Andrew but protecting the church. Conrad looks like surprised, um, moment, like, um, like his eyebrows raise, but then he kind of like has this horrible light grin um, that it like shifts his face expression shifts to he's like, you stole the bones. I believed this to be the best strategy. To ensure that Strad left Ravenloft. Fantastic. You did it. I was not certain. I thought you would go with plan that the others had, had made. But you went with the plan we had considered that you had raised earlier. Excellent. So Strad came because Arena 
was no longer protected. That is correct. Excellent thinking. Good. Do you know how it went? Or did you leave quickly? I left as soon as everything started. I would hazard a guess that it did not go well. Mm. However, if we are to succeed in our mission, you will all get out safely. Yes. It will be fine. Either way, it remains to be seen for whom we did not go well for. Regardless, it has given us time to destroy the heart and find some time to rest in this strange chapel. So I think overall it is a very good plan. And as I may have mentioned earlier, or at least implied, I hold no stakes here in Barovia. I agree that Strad must be taken down as leader of this land, for us to, to achieve passage out of here. One question I wonder, you were considering following us as long as we oppose Strad. If we were to leave, would you follow us then, out of Barovia? I do not know. I do not know what will happen if any of us will have a choice. This is true. We have only been told that we may seek passage out of here, that Strad is the reason why we are here, by people who have stakes in finding his, in his demise. So it is hard to say whether that will be the truth or what the circumstances shall be. But it will be interesting if there is a choice, as you make your own choices now. And I personally thank you for sharing with me, as I think that was a good one. After all, Ismark and Arena had option. That was their head start. And if you could steal it, this is no discredit to you, then perhaps that was the future they've made for themselves. I thank you for sharing it with me, though. I have one last question. Do you wish this information to be shared with the others? You did say early that you did not think they would understand, as I may. I'm good at keeping secrets, if you will. As they cannot impact the result of my decision, I do not wish to keep it secret. I what? leave you to all be friends. <sighs> and I do not wish to keep secrets from you. Ah, yes. Well, people of any companionship hold many secrets from one another. But if this is a cursed secret you do not need to keep because it will not impact the results of what has happened there, then I understand and I appreciate that. I will, however, leave it in your hands unless you wish me to speak with them of it, as it is, is your action. 
But I will once again say I think it was the best option and one that I would have wholeheartedly supported if I were involved more directly. I so apologize for not involving you directly. However, I that was also a judgment call. I believed mm. that if I might use your wisdom in purely hypotheticals, I can get a better idea of potential outcomes, whilst also not impacting your morality. Morality. Well, that is a sound assessment. I think that is quite a wise one. I am glad you make your meaning plain now, but I think that is good. I think you've utilised the tools at your disposal quite well. And as you assume with that uh, delightful uh, little outburst from everyone, clearly the concept of morality is very important to many. I personally care not much for it, but I do care for how people perceive me more than I wish, so I do appreciate that. Good. Thank you for this for the talk, 42. I hope that we will find out many more answers to those questions we have just posed shortly when we kill Strad properly and finally. And we will see whether we get to leave or whether we'll just leave a throne um, and to be filled. Either way. I'm sure it will go well, and I think your gamble was a good one. So, uh, good job, Exley. And he does like the same like uh, shoulder punch that um that he did. He tried to do awkwardly to fall before. <laughs> so there's like a little ting, and there we go. And then he just kind of like goes back to rest against the wall. He makes no effort to walk off. Uh, Exley will then wander back to the rest of the group um, and he'll sort of try and keep an ear out because he's aware that we have made a little bit of noise. So he's checking for if anyone is investigating the okay. source of the disturbance. Yeah. Uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, 24. 24. There doesn't seem to be anyone that it doesn't seem like there's anyone necessarily investigating, but you do hear steps um from a far distance entering into the castle. There is a certain weight to them. Okay. Uh Exley will uh very quietly, but very aggressively, flail his arms around to get everyone's attention. Uh, tap where normal humans have ears and point at the door. Hundred okay. will immediately get up from where he was doing his bad boy pose and move closer to the center of the room where everyone else is. Yeah. With his drapier drawn. Few moments later, at about the close, Sevier will immediately. 
internet once again. Oh, one no, you go go ahead if it's no, set uh, up. Uh, no, Sevia uh, gets out of her little panic corner and uh, also goes to the center on the other side of the pews to where full will follow her. Conrad is gone. Beatrice stands She's no up longer in a tiny little corner. Beatrice stands up and draws her bow. Esmeralda stands up and uh, draws her what what weapon would she hold in hand? She would draw uh hand axe we'll say actually she would have her rapier both her rapier and her hand axe out so rapier in her main hand hand axe in the other Exley and prime will flank the door all right um and you see um Slowly, in a very calculating manner, but there is a uh, definite anger to his face, Exley. Strahd just phased through the door, and he his gaze immediately turns to you, and he says, I do not like when people lie to me. For that, you must be punished. And that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Okay. Oh. Very naughty boy. Yeah, you must be punished by oh. Papa. <laughs> no. oh. Oh. I apologize. <laughs> See you next week. Have a good See you next week. Bye. Bye.